Hey, what's good, everyone? It is Samir from Beat Final Podcasts. Hope you're all well. Just taking this quick time to uh, make a little shout out to our sponsors. Definitely recommend this one. Check it out. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand, Aotearoa. The Music Producers Guild is an advisory service that assists and empowers our music producer industry here in New Zealand. Members get personalized contracts for their music production, free Serato Studio Sample and DJ Pro, access to discounted audio equipment and software, and advice from industry professionals. Buy your plugins through the Music Producers Guild website to help support us all in growing our community. For more information and to sign up as a member, please visit www.mpgnz.co.nz. Huge shout out to the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand for sponsoring Beat Fino. Super, super stoked to be able to share such a positive, positive driving force for New Zealand music on the world stage. Uh, please check them out. Super stoked to be uh, in the guild myself. And I know for a lot of you guys wanting to take their music to the next level, uh, super, super honored to have this opportunity to be around the industry professionals and uh, soak up all the benefits. Back to here to the podcast. Thank you so much all for uh, hanging in and enjoying this testimony so far. Feel free to uh, pop a little message in to our page. Let us know how you've enjoyed this podcast. And stay tuned for more B-Fino episodes. But here, back to the podcast. Here on B-Fino Podcasts. Welcome everyone to B-Fino Podcasts. And this week we have Briggsy. What's good, my man? What's going on, bro? Stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure and honour, and um, yeah, we just uh, super blessed to have uh, kind of got through uh, this year, because um, I mean, we, we didn't actually know how far this podcast would come, but here we are, you know? Yeah, yeah I think that's that pretty much sums up the world, to be honest. I don't think anyone knew how, how far they were going to come, and if they were going to come out the other side, so yeah, it's pretty pretty sweet to see it, to make through this whole COVID thing, so yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, it's actually, and um, I know a lot of the listeners will know by now, so I better start shutting up. But we uh, we did over twenty episodes when we were stuck at home, so um, I True. just thought, I mean, there's if there's one time that musos aren't out, you know, at night, yeah, yeah, so hard it's, out, it's hard we were stuck at home, so uh, oh, it was quite. Bro. Speaking of which, wasn't it fascinating how like how lit online was for like catching sets and all that? Oh, honestly, bro, honestly, every single night there was someone playing, someone live streaming. Someone dropping a mix, someone dropping tracks. Like, yeah, nah, it was all on. I mean, hey, it was it was pretty shit to be locked down, but I was getting there. Yeah, it was very productive, very very productive. And um, I was actually speaking on the episodes. You'll you'll fully um, see what I mean. Like, this was like that one chance there. Like, everyone like student flats where there's like one student DJ, and all the other students were like, "Oh, we got nothing else to do." And yeah, so yeah, everyone yeah. got into DJ. I think yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Yeah. So many people came out of COVID as wannabe DJs, and they were trying to crack it in the scene, man. So many people, including me, including yeah. me. I was still getting I was on their way. Fucking really underground at that point too. Yeah, I still am, but I was way more than I am now. Ah, uh, hard, bro. That, I, I feel you, bro. And um, it's it's quite fascinating when you see how big it is in New Zealand, eh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Right? it's like when you go to a pre-party nowadays. If there's not decks there, you're disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a DJ a, culture. Instead of decks at every single um, pre-party, pre-party, yeah. not a quarter. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be like if there were decks, it was like, oh, who's DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, who's the DJ? Yeah, yeah. Now everyone's a DJ, so it's a bit different, but that's cool. It's a cool, cool little um, vibe that everyone sort of created. Yeah, three drinks up hard, hard, bro, and um, it's it's super cool as well because I I actually really believe in that whole fact that um, you know. Like everyone just at least being able to give DJing a try. It's it's something that's super positive just in terms of like how music can really be like a healing thing for everyone, you know? Oh, a hundred percent, bro. As music can be a release for some people, I definitely think DJing can be sort of like an outlet for for a lot of people. I know it definitely like definitely is a um, like a wind down thing for me. Um, it really sort of puts you in your own head a little bit. So for some people it's a massive release. Yeah, no, it's so cool, bro. And yeah, that's why we're here. So um, to kick things off, my bro, like, um, what's all your earliest, earliest memories of music there, my bro? Music in general or DJ? Yeah, like music in general and then like maybe DJ after that. <laughs> oh, bro. Fuck. Probably would have been like way, way back when Walkmans were a thing. You know, those like double A battery <laughs> CD players. I just bought the new um, one that goes underwater in the, the swimming pool so I could like listen to beats. <laughs> I got I got a new one, They're still doing Walkmans, bro. <laughs> yeah, I used to walk around with my Walkman and you had your little earbuds and then walk around my little CD case full of like dad's old CDs. Had like some Santana, mostly like old rock because that was what my old man was into. Just walk around bumping that. Had to hold it though because it didn't fit in any of your pockets. <laughs> yeah, bro. Man, that was probably like earliest moments, man. One of the yeah, the Walkman days. Oh, so good. And um, you sort of like getting into it as well. Where like um, C four was still a thing and all that. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then probably just after that, like that whole yeah. live wire big trend hit. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> it was like it was a bit of like a bit of a, a game where it was like, am I actually downloading a song or am I about to ruin my computer with a virus? Oh, like bro. 50, 50 shot, hey? Yeah, gee, oh, bro, the amount of times I talked about Livewire on this show already, bro, it's amazing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, bro, no, most of the days, and, um, yeah, sort of, like, going through school and that, um, was there sort of, like, anything that's sort of kept you with music, like, artists you started following, or what was, yeah, what was the next steps towards DJing there, my bro? Oh, definitely, like, I'd say I definitely had some inspirations through high school, um, like I had a mate that used to DJ at um, like house parties and that, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I wish I could be like him one day." But I never really got like gave it a home until maybe oh, it was last year, January of last year. So that's like four or five years out of high school before I actually decided, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give this a crack." Um, and yeah, haven't looked back really since then. January 2019 is when I started, so it's been almost like, it's been almost two years. <laughs> yeah, oh, so good, bro. And um, yeah, it was a sort of like um, yeah, sort of like artists at the time. And was it sort of like uh, any intro introduction to electronic music or yeah, what was the yeah, sort bro. of? Artists? I mean, I hate to say it, but it would yeah. have, to have been like 2010 Skrillex would have been like the introduction into um into electronic music. That Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites album that was pretty much like I would bump that on repeat, bro, on repeat. I got good oh, news, bro. Exactly. You got the correct answer because everyone answers that the same thing. It's true. It's, <laughs> it's insane to see like how that one movement of like the energy that came from that stuff, like it yeah, was powerful. Yeah. yeah, I used to have these like Logitech speakers, and I used to take them around to all the boys' houses, 
You know those like the two speakers in the sub little setup. Yeah, just a homework. Yeah. yeah, but it's good. Yeah, bro. Used That's to roll, roll, used to roll those around and crank them up and listen to some uh, scary monsters and nice sprites. <laughs> yeah, man, far out. It's um, it's crazy. I actually still have Logitech's myself, bro. Like those, are my, those are my little go-to's, and um, yeah, it's it's always good. It's just good to have a nice cheap pair that you could always have. But um, I reckon like for kids coming up there, like um, even seeing how the dubstep music and Skrillex feels all like at the time gaming and like yeah, all these yeah. different like dance videos you could see how it was catching on eh? yeah yeah I uh, doubt for sure bro and all the boys loved it too all yeah. The boys loved it. <laughs> so yeah bro. so um yeah as you sort of got into DJing um yeah how did you find like kind of first steps and um getting your head around how it all worked was you said you kind of had like a friend who you were able to sort of kind of see it all and what was the sort of yeah. like next steps there my bro uh because i got dex in january 2019 and then in february i moved to the uk and um i chucked my decks in my carry-on bag and i i traveled around the uk sort of just like watching a couple tutorials and um just having a jam really in hotel rooms and dorm rooms and you know whenever whenever i had spare time so i just cruised around the uk and Doing that, they were playing little parties here and there and like staff parties and that, which was kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the perfect intro to DJ game. Like this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets you a little bit excited when you play to a little crowd. Yeah. Um, but then I think the pivotal moment was definitely when I got back um, around October. I was like, I was still just doing it as a hobby and for fun. And then like one night I was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to make an Instagram and see where this goes. Like, every other dj you know tries to start out starts up with social media hard, hard. And, just, um, and coming up with a name as well that's like the half of it eh? yeah like, bro straight up straight yes, i was yeah. a bit of a well briggs is my nickname so it's sort of yeah. just uh, and it just i just went with it hard, hard. Um, that's 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 the one like bro. yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's it's quite yeah. fascinating as well like thinking about like what you wouldn't have thought about like just not just the name but even like um Thing. like you see everyone with logos and you're like do i need a logo it's all the <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. you know it's it's yeah. kind of interesting but um yeah. I, I mean i still kind of don't have a logo myself it's just it's a it's a poor attempt at one and it works but it's yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not it's not what i'm like hey this is this is a cool deck trick logo i'm gonna use like, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's it's quite fascinating as well just like um the DJs that kind of just get away with none of it just because um, the music is right in them, you know? Yeah, it sort of speaks for itself. You don't, you don't need the the visuals on that. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was sort of like the the moment that really sparked it. And I was like, you know, I can actually give this a crack. Yeah, yeah. just get in there. As soon as that mindset hit, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I'm, give it. You I'm just got to start it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's super cool, bro. Like, I think everyone's just tuning in because we love to just throw out gems is you know just when you get started it's it's all about knowing you know you're like probably missing half the stuff that yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you need because yeah. at the end of the day if you love it then like uh people see that come through eh, bro? yeah exactly bro and if yeah when you when you love the music you can definitely see it or i should say hear it um in people's mixes and especially when people are up on stage you can really tell if they like the music they're playing or not yeah, it definitely yeah. like the, the whole energy of a set i think can be compared to the amount of love someone has for the music that they're playing yeah yeah and especially bro. like because you like it you're going to listen to it more so you're going to familiar familiarize yourself with oh, yeah. it more. it's just going to yeah, be bro. more cohesive more in-depth set in general 
Exactly, exactly. Now it's super cool. You mentioned now. I, I remember when I got into DJing, like uh, I read this book because it was literally called Everything You Need to Know About DJing and Success. <laughs> um, it's literally like the most cheesiest time, but it's um, it's actually a, a decent ass book because the dude who wrote it's um, Danny Rampling, who's just like he's like a UK dude who's just going nowhere. Dude. He's he's yeah. been in the scene his whole life. He's met everyone, bro, and um, he's he's kind of like the Pete Tong before Pete Tong, you know. So it was yeah, quite yeah, cool. Yeah. That he actually wrote a book and he like laid it down. He was literally saying music's like 95% song selection and and, and the most overlooked powers everyone thinks is all about being technical. But at the end of the day, in so many cases, it's certainly the fact, you know, what it involves is your your taste for music, yeah? Exactly, bro. Exactly. And if if you're playing music that you enjoy, it shows. You can see it. Yeah, man. Definitely hear it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a, it's a huge blessing, bro, just to like actually now have like that amount of DJs there. That like, there's something for everyone, eh? Like, I, I really um got into things with um some groups. I like bangers, basement, and all that. Um, yeah, yeah like shouts. We love shouting out these cool little places where everyone kind of feels they can have a space up an audience yeah, yeah. as well, you know. So um, yeah, speaking sure. of that, my bro, uh, if I recall, uh, you had a little mix here and there with some of those places where um oh like did you have one with basement i'm pretty sure or was it like another one no nah, they were def- i didn't know yeah. played for basement but they were definitely in one of the right, yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 their gigs at impala bro i was like man i want to be behind that bloody cage yeah, yeah dude yeah even like all the radio shows bro like that's um that's a crazy cool way that a lot of people have been able to get love and stuff but um i think yeah, I first saw you pop up with um yeah all those mix entries for um when we had the love party and all that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and it's it's actually quite cool yeah. to see how there's something for everyone and like that opportunity yeah. itself is it's so good yeah. like of local people just be like oh bro hard. I remember entering that competition. I was um one of my mates Sam Fitness. He tagged me in it because he knew that I was like a bit of a DJ because I did some work around his house and um. He tagged me and he was like, bro, you should enter this. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I was looking at the entries. I was like, man, some of these dudes are like, they're good. They're fucking good. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should. I was like, sitting there, I was just sitting in my digger. And I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to enter. So I went home and whipped up a bit of a mix and sent it in. And then I like posted it to my, my personal Facebook and I was like, can, can everyone please go and go and vote for me like like my comment and all that and like all of the boys pulled through eh? it ended up getting like like the top comment by like 50 likes like all of my mates were just like going hard on it and that sort of got their attention and then yeah they um they came or they gave me a message and they were like oh oh we're coming up to meet you and i was like oh yeah that's a bit weird like you haven't yeah, even yeah, it yet. yeah and they just like rolled up rolled up and they met me at this pub and they were just talking about like oh yeah no like when you come down like you can um like what do you want to eat and then and i was like what do you mean when i come down have i won and they're like oh yeah yeah you've won and i like i little, had a little bit of like a ship brick moment and i was like yeah. <laughs> but wow. on the outside i was just like straight face like not even face yeah, yeah, yeah. like, i was blowing up man i was blowing up I was absolutely fizzing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that, I'm so glad you shared that story, my friend, because um, it's it's quite fascinating as well, seeing how, like, um, sometimes you got to pinch yourself. 
Uh, even just, I remember my first gig, something as simple as the uh, boys side, girls side, junior dance, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, you pinch yourself because it's kind of like, you 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 actually realize it's an audience as well, bro, especially yeah. for your first gig. I mean, that's, yeah. that's huge, bro. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I mean, I visualized that gig as I think they came up and told me that I got it maybe like three months beforehand. And I visualized it like every day. I was like, was in the zone, making sure that I, I was like preparing for everything. Like at that point, I haven't even, I didn't even know what CDJs were, bro. And they like, and I was like going into this gig about to play on CDJs and I'd just been sitting there on my like, my little DJ SB3. Yeah. And on Serato. Didn't even know what record box was either. And they're like, oh yeah, you're going to play on CDJs. And I was like, play on what? Yeah. Play on who? <laughs> You mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> so that was a bit of a crash course. I had to learn CDJs pretty quickly, but luckily one of the boys, he owns an audio visual company, so he hooked me up. And, oh wow! So yeah, good. pulled me up big time, eh? Otherwise, it would have been up shit creek minus a battle. Oh, that was pretty much being a part of that. So I get to, I get, like, I never had the luxury of the CDJs. Like, even up, I got very close to being able to practice on some with. Um, I was at a Red Bull other scene when I was thirty, but they weren't like they were old ass ones. So yeah. We we pulled through on CDs and then um, come to a slow gig here, and I um, I was just lucky the bow headed on Serato anyway. So even yeah. though it was CDJs, I still um, tell everyone um, you know just. It's one of those things as well. Like it's quite an investment as well for an upcoming DJ to see all this money just spent yeah. on yeah. like that. Hey? I mean, they're not cheap. Um, <laughs> nah, bro. They're like they are a massive investment. I don't. I still don't own a pair, and I don't think I will for a while because that's a lot of money. Yeah, bro. A lot yeah. of money. Exactly. I mean, ten years deep, right? But yeah, just still, still on the controller. And I think what's cool is um, it's it's come a long way with the whole like controllers that have become really like close to CDJs anyway. So yeah. like when I yeah, did play yeah. on the CDJs, I noticed that I was like quite lucky to have had a pioneer yeah, controller. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, as different, so. A lot of them are just compressed CDJs nowadays anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. Not too bad. And I mean, I've got this far without without owning CDJs, so I don't think you need them. Like it's not definitely not a necessity. That's but it, they are super handy to have. And That's they're just so much fun to play on. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm looking forward. But I just to tell everyone, I think there's a great another gem there. Is um, yeah, don't feel the big requirement. I mean, um, there's nothing worse than sort of like all this money down when you're really just getting started. And um, yeah. but yeah, but that's so good. So like, kind of covering a bit more uh, with DJing since then, um, since a lot party and kind of coming up to today, my man. Um, yeah, what's the sort of um music you're into? Like any artists that you're really like into and sort of um styles of music in that. Yeah, bro. I've I've been delving into a bit more like a bit more tech step sort of drum and bass. So like oh, Kumarian, yeah. Kumarian yeah. been a, a big player. Um, Imanu, uh, yeah. been listening to a bit of Break. Um, been loving Blade Runner, bro. His mid bass is just so good. Wow, it's amazing. But yeah, I've been sort of moving away from the whole like foghorn roller sort of scene. Yeah, be going a bit more into the techie side of things. I'm actually be really enjoying it, eh? Like, it's a different, completely different style of music, and it just it gives you a whole different mood as well. Which yeah. I find interesting how a single piece of music can change your whole mood. Wow, it's, it's amazing. I think it's such a cool, um, such a cool thing to have. Yeah, man, that's so cool. You mentioned Imani because when I came across him too, I was like, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy to see how quickly. New Zealand was definitely one of the first places to really jam on my record. Like, 
yeah. still remember he was coming out with that um, tune non plus and then yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he would sing like the very T one album of Fluffy because Tyler was yeah. really New Zealand hard. So um, yeah, yeah, hard out, bro. Yeah. And that's such a massive tune. It's a dark <laughs> still, yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I still to this day like love the sort of ability to like even as as getting into production, you know, like just that ability to when like, when I heard that, I was like. I haven't heard any producer like sound like this. Yeah. Um, so very yeah. unique. Yeah. Which I think is a very it's a very cool um, trait to have, and not a lot of producers do have it. But the ones that do, they crack it big time. They yeah. He's yeah. just so unique, such a good sound, and, and you you know when you're listening to an Amanu track as well. Oh like, yes, awesome. yes, yes. Everything in the stereo feels so yes. distinct. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. You just know, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like you, you, you hit the nail on the head. And um, one other piece that I can always know of is um, Urban Dawn, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, they've kind of got these super, super like uh, tricky stereo mixes, and it's it's awesome as you mentioned just yeah. to know that like yeah. I think for people who are getting into production, tuning in, like that's probably another goal tip is like the to have your own sort of sound in the mix down. That's that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. 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 Urban Dawn's breakdown drums are unparalleled. Uh, the mm. breakdown drums in Power uh, with NetSky and the breakdown drums in Come Together. Holy hecker. I like, if I'm doubling any of those tunes, I take away that other track just so you can like flip those those breakdown drums in. Yeah. Nah. yeah. No, That's so good. Yeah, and let's just awesome, man. Like, um, I mean, someone I think who's really paved the way, especially with drum and bass in New Zealand, is Kess, like Ned Sky as well. Like he's been, yeah. he's been coming in for like years now. Yeah, but, uh, he's like New Zealand's unofficial drum and bass uncle. Like everybody's <laughs> just like, just he's just such a nice dude and has such good music too. He's just such a don in the scene. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. Nah, it's it's so cool. And um, I mean, uh, other people that I think are really coming up as well as like kids like Shapeshifter being around for a while. It's it's really yeah. exciting because it's kids like these guys are just like, man, if if we get them on B Fighter one day, I think it's really just a testimony to like share how yeah, people have been sure. in it for ages. And um, for sure, it'd be, yeah. it'd be awesome to hear their thoughts on on the whole progression of drum and bass in New Zealand. Yeah, considering I've been doing it for decades. And yeah. they're like the the original drum and bass producers of New Zealand. Definitely, no arguing. No, that's so dope, bro. But um, but yeah, man. Over the time, sort of, you've been blessed to have a few gigs I've been able to see, man. So like, um, what's been some of your favourite little venues and places, my bro? Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. My favourite yep. venue was probably the boat. That boat cruise, man. There's nothing better than ripping into some drum and bass and watching the sun go down. And you're just cruising out in the harbour. Like, it's so picturesque. Wow. It's unreal. Um, wow. But like maybe probably my second was I played at this. Um, it was like a restaurant that they turned into a bar, and it was like the first gig back from yeah. uh, out, out of COVID. Yes, so everyone had to like stay seated, and like you couldn't um, you couldn't have more than a hundred people there. But legit by the end of the night, bro, everyone was on the dance floor skanking out. And like there was this big indoor fire and it was just yeah, it was just such a nice place to be mint sound system like yeah i was all about it wow um, i definitely say my highlight gig mm. um would have been our opening for the upbeats like that's, oh. that's a pretty, that was a pretty pivotal moment when i got asked to open for them man i was like fuck these guys are big like they have literally toured around the world played at some of the biggest festivals to like tens 
of thousands of people. Yeah. And like, love got changed with noisier. Like, how much, <laughs> yeah, how much bigger can you get? And he's such yeah. a nice dude, man. Jeremy is so humble, so down to earth. And he's just like, he's got the best energy when he plays and just like being around him in general. He's just such a nice dude. Yeah, I could just, I could speak about him for fucking, for years. He's such a legend. Wow. But yeah, definitely, definitely the, my favorite gig for sure. That's so cool, my man. It's it's so cool just seeing yeah those little steps. It's, it's kind of like the people and places you get to sort of experience. But yeah, it's kind of wrapping things up, my man. Um, so like with with sort of all that's happening, my man. Um, is there sort of like any sort of um kind of goals, or are you kind of just going with the flow, my man? Oh yeah, bro, definitely. Like next year, I'm I've made it. I'm fucking manifesting it. I'm gonna play at one of the the some uh, the New Year's festivals. Wow, I'm gonna yes. put into work. So next year, that's gonna be me. That's it, I feel, my I feel, it <laughs> I feel it coming. Eh? I feel it coming. This is what we do at B Fighter. We're all about encouraging, celebrating, and just really manifesting, like you said. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, like thank you so much for your time on the show. Um, it's been a pleasure and honor speaking and just hearing the testimony, my bro. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's been yeah. cool to have just have a chat, man. It's been good. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of like to kind of finish things off, we love to really, uh, yeah, like I say, uh, we just kind of give back. Uh, we really like to sort of share some sort of words of encouragement and love. So, yeah, uh, for people, whether they're getting into DJing or even production, um, yeah, what's sort of your little two cents for them, my bro? Oh, man, honestly, the biggest thing in the, in the music scene, I reckon, is just be a good cunt. Just don't be a dick, man. Just be nice to everyone you meet, whether it's punters, other DJs, promoters. Just be a nice person. And just don't fuck around. Like, stay humble. Stay humble. Because there's nothing worse than someone coming in with a massive head talking themselves up. Like, come on, bro. Settle down. Chill out, eh? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Even like, dudes like Montel. He is the most humble dude, but he doesn't need to be. Like, exactly. he's so talented and he's he's got the credentials to be the biggest dick but he's not he's so humble so down to earth and he's just always up for a yarn he is who you are even if you're just a punter at a gig he'll come and have a yarn to you he doesn't matter who you are he just comes up to you and just has a chat he will yep no exactly bro it's um you've hit the nail on the head and i mean that's kind of how i was able to start being fun in my bro is i realized um yeah like we've got so many good people like that and I knew that it was something I wanted to just cultivate more of my bro. Yeah, and, um, yeah for sure. Yeah, man, like you've hit the nail on the head. But again, thank you so much, my bro. It's been a pleasure and honor, eh? No worries, bro. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, that was Beat Final episode 33 with Briggsy. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in with all these episodes. And uh, we know there's so many awesome ones to come. But hey, uh, we'd love your support. You can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're also delving in to more YouTube stuff. Uh, but more importantly, if you'd like to uh, financially support us, we have Patreon launching 2021. Uh, some amazing stuff on there in terms of extra little goodies from uh, the artists themselves. Uh, so stay tuned. We've got sample packs. We've got merch. So much good stuff. But more importantly, uh, please share these uh, beautiful podcasts and share the testimony. Um, share with a friend and continue manifesting great things with music. This has been Be Fino Podcast. Peace and love, Fondo.